When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Cahill forward from the back down this near right-hand side. Adam Smith does well infield. He's towards the edge of the D now. He's got Billing to his left. Here is Phil Billing. Billing shoots. He finds the bottom corner. Hello Cherries fans, a brand new week and still smiling. Welcome to Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. It's episode 133, I'm Sam Davis and this weekend the Cherries travel to South Wales. Now the match against the Bluebirds at the Cardiff City Stadium was always going to pose a unique challenge for the Cherries, not least because the majority of their side were over six foot. But enough of that tall story, because a Mick McCarthy side, let's face it, they're always going to be well drilled, they'll work hard and they'll be dogged and determined too. So to be able to get three points off the Welsh side would be massive for us. And whilst most of us before the game were hoping that we'd be chinking our glasses in celebratory fashion with a yakida, which I think is Welsh for cheers, many Boscombe fans actually admitted that they'd be fairly content with one point. So what happened? I think we all know. Bournemouth showed a side to their game that they should be really proud of. Whilst the first half, I don't think, set the world alight, looking back, the away side did create some really good chances. And when you look at the way the Bluebirds were stunted, I think people of a certain tactical mindset might actually look back at this game and think it's the performance of the season so far. For me, I think it's difficult to gauge it that way just because I felt as though we were sometimes a tad ponderous, but others will probably call it controlled. And when you look at the highlights, I'm starting to err on their side, to be fair, because control we did. We had the lion's share of the ball, the most chances, the better chances, and ultimately, thanks to Phil Bill, we came away with a win.
really looking forward to discussing this one. So, firstly, my travel colleague up to South Wales was Tom Jordan. Tom, how are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Very well. And as we're top of the league, I think it's only appropriate to wheel out the big names. So we've also got Jeff Hayward here too. Jeff, how are you? Well, thanks for having me on. You know, it's uh, it's great to be feeling the Phil Bill love, isn't it? It really is. And look, Tom, we spoke about it on the vlog. We spoke about it on many shows beforehand. Cardiff City, a huge threat. Eight of their 10 goals a season have come from headers. Nine out of 11 of them are giants. This was always going to be a match where we'd need something very different to get something, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm getting fed up about everyone talking about height, you know, just in general. Only <laughs> um, five foot six. But no, they, yeah, we always knew what they were going to have and we'll, we'll come on to it. But I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like a siege. I think Parker said it after the game. But um, yeah, we knew what to expect and we clearly worked on that. It kind of probably come at a good time in the season, hadn't it? Kale's had a few minutes under his belt as well because it was the perfect game for him. But yeah, that's what they're all about. They're a big side. But, you know, we're not tiny. I look at us now, especially in the kind of central areas, and we can compete now. That's what I like about us. We play some good stuff, but we need to scrap. I feel like these this group can scrap now. So, um, yeah, I was still I was still quietly confident, but like you said at the start, I never thought a draw would be a disaster, personally. It's interesting. I was watching Match of the Day earlier. I haven't watched Match of the Day for ages, but the second match that was on was Norwich versus Watford, Jeff. And uh, Watford took the lead and then Norwich equalised. And I forget that some clubs have goal music, so they have... Uh, Samba de Janeiro, you know, and then I thought back to Tom, who must have been hearing that like every sort of eight or nine minutes when he went to Carrow Road. But ironically, since that match, it's almost proved a valuable lesson, hasn't it? Because we've only conceded once since then, and even that was a deflected shot. And there is a link between all the matches we've had since then, a certain Mr. Gary Cahill coming in, eh? A certain Mr. Gary Cahill, we've we've got a real steeliness about the defence, which is not something you can you could have said about us. I mean, even in the Premier League under Eddie, you know, we were we were still vulnerable to to set pieces, uh, and it feels like that's always been part of the Bournemouth way. Mm. Not anymore, and uh, I think Cahill's added quite a lot of organisational um, skill to that back four. He's obviously talking to him a lot. You can hear that that voice booming out all through the game. Yeah. And it, it, it's also, it's it's a team game. The way we the way we competed and won so many second balls yesterday, I thought Pearson and Lerma were excellent at that. It was really a team effort. Fantastic. Yeah, you, Tom, you can sort of see how invested the Gary Cahill is with the way he like fist bumps clearances and he punches the air when he clears it. And simple actions are greeted with like so much joy, which I suppose to be fair... That's what it's all about for defenders. That's their job. When strikers score, they celebrate. So why shouldn't defenders when they do their job, eh? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, like like we said, because we're playing some good football at the moment, I think that defence, it's a really nice balance. I think mm. that defensively, we trust that we'll score. And I think going forward, we trust that if we can get a goal, they can close the door at the other end. So there's a really nice balance at the moment. Like you say, yeah, Kale just loves it. He looks like a player just loves defending, doesn't he? And bringing out the best in Lloyd Kelly next to him as well. He'll only get better playing next to Gary Cahill. And he's still, we forget how young Lloyd Kelly is as well. And like Jeff said, it's all right winning all them headers, but that second ball, when it drops, you need to be there and Pearson and Lerma were there every time. So and I think I saw that Cahill won like nearly every aerial duel. And I mean, he's not an enormous Cahill. We know he's good in the air, but Kiefer Moore's a big unit. And mm. 
really struggle. So, but yeah, like you say, Kale was a proper defender, and the whole back four and goalkeeper have all got better since Kale's come in, haven't they? Yeah, they have done. And there's there's no iron team, Jeff. And whilst we could be talking about this at uh, full time, I think it's just sort of quite nice to touch on it now because even before the Cardiff game, we're starting to see these kind of elements on the pitch. There don't seem to be any individuals like there may have been last season. And you can see the, you know, the camaraderie, the togetherness, and also the smiles on their faces when they're playing, which obviously makes a world of difference. They're definitely enjoying playing football this mm. season. There are a lot of comparisons with the way we started last season. I mean, we were unbeaten after eight last season as well, but but the actual sense of the players' togetherness and I think the fans' return has made a huge difference. I mean, you know, the, the turnout yesterday was fantastic and the way the players are interacting with the fans and, and showing the love for the fans was great yesterday. Um, it's it's It feels so much more enjoyable for the players i think they're probably enjoying the coaching setup and the the vision that parker and the coaching team are, are putting in front of them you listen to ben pearson talking afterwards and, and that's definitely a thread of what he's talking about and of course winning if if you feel you're going to win every time you go on the pitch and, and more often than not you are on your top of the league after eight games well of course you're going to be enjoying it aren't you yeah, it definitely looked like they're enjoying their football. I think that's so key to see at the moment. It's we're enjoying watching it, but they look like they're enjoying it. People like Billings are a really good example, mm. isn't he? You know, under Tinder and stuff. He seems to be Parker made a, a point, didn't he, of saying, Yeah, he's got the goal, but he's grafting as well. He's doing the ugly side of the game when we need him to. You know, whoever's playing in, in kind of wide midfield wing position, they're helping the full back. And they it fit I guess, you know, you don't want to overplay it, but it feels a bit like when the, the team that got promoted. They were very together, weren't they? And last season, it felt like we had a good good squad, but do they get on? Are mm. they? Do you know what I mean? It just feels like they're a bit more together now, and that's always that's always served us well in the past. So let's hope it continues. I think I think last, last season, Sam. I think just one other point. It felt mm. like we had players playing in positions, and that was their positions. But there wasn't yeah. the same rotation that we're getting this this time around. Um, and I, I, I think that's clearly, you can see that with the way Zamura plays and the constant yes. up and down. I mean, his energy levels are insane. But I think yesterday you could see it from uh, Big Jeff was was up on that right-hand side quite a lot, you know, doing doing some really good attacking work. Whereas last season, if it had been defensive midfield, he probably would have been told to sit a lot more and 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 the players would be playing as individuals in their positions rather than combining as a team, which they did yesterday. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Agree with that. So two o'clock then, Tom, the teams were announced and this was what it was. So you had a midfield three of Pearson, Lerma and Billing, but it was Christie that came in for Brooks on that right-hand side. What were your initial thoughts when you saw this team line up? I mean, I know people can watch the vlog on YouTube. However, for those that haven't seen it yet, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, to be fair, with the squad we've got at the moment, whatever team we put out, I'm pretty confident we've got good players that can come in. But um, I was a little bit surprised Brooksy was left out. Um, wasn't absolutely devastated about it. I think we've got a great player in Ryan Christie now. And it might be good that Brooks has finally got some competition on that right-hand side. So um, I, I expected Pearson to come in for this type of game. But I probably expected him to just come in for Christie, to be honest. But um, yeah, he went with Christie over Brooks. And you can't argue with it. There's, there's you know, Brooksy, like I say, he does need a bit of a... It'd be great to have some competition there. You might see the better, better Brooks because of it. Mm. But yeah, I think it was a good thing to get Pearson back in. He was never really going to change the back four, goalkeeper. You know, Solanke and Andy had a good game in the week. So, yeah, I think um, a few of us spoke about whether Smithy would continue just because of their height. 
Yeah. And whether we'll maybe bring Stacey back in or, or even put Mepham out there. But he likes to, he likes Smithy. And I said that he's a lot of us, you know, myself included, think is Stacey above Smithy now? But as soon as Woodgate come in, he went Smith. As soon as Parker's had Smith available, Smith straight away. And there's something in that. And um, I thought he was good, actually. And I feel as though it's an appropriate time, Jeff, to give a hat tip to Dom Solanke, who's registered now. He's clocked up 100 appearances for the Cherries. And he's a player that's absolutely grown into the shirt, hasn't he? And he's, he's first name on the team sheet for me now. Without a doubt, 100 appearances, 24 years old. He's, he's, a, he's reached veteran status already, hasn't he, yeah. in, the, in the team? <laughs> Um, but the work that he does, he, he he works so hard off the ball. Is the trigger in closing down a lot of that high press is due to due to Dom, and he he's so so good at bringing other players into the team yeah. into the game. I th- I think Dom Solanke gets uh, he gets some flack for not being as clinical as perhaps we'd like him to be, but I just think he he is that all round centre forward. He is absolutely top draw. He isn't. He also does some incredible defensive work from headers as well. He always gets back and if he's, he's clearing free kicks or or throw-ins or corners. And he was in the thick of the action whilst it wasn't him that headed out. Cardiff City did it did have an early chance, albeit I think it was offside. And that was uh, when a cross came in early. And this, this seems to be the order of the day for what Cardiff do. They had a corner. It was cleared by, I think, Jefferson Lerma worked its way out to the right-hand wing. And whilst he could have gone on and bombed on and got the cross in, they get the ball in early. But Gary Cahill, once again, was equal to it. I think it might have come off the post. Uh, however, the the linesman did flag for offside. And look, that was one of just a handful of chances, a few chances, a couple of chances that I can really remember that Cardiff had. And when you look at our highlights real Tom, in a similar vain to the Barnsley game, the opposition, I mean, their moments were few and far between. Yeah, well, there's no secret, was it, that we've, we've mentioned it already, that what Cardiff were going to be about, they were going to put balls in the box early. And to be honest, you worry about it, but you think, I bet that's what Gary Cale especially, and probably Lloyd Kelly, don't mind that. They'll mm. do that all day long. They've, Cale was rather that than people running at him. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it was no secret what they were going to be about. But still, I felt, I think the key word that we'll, I'll probably mention a lot is, is control. And, it was similar, like you say, against Barnsley. It's sometimes you think, oh, we're, we're so much better than these. You should get two, three. We should kill these off. But sometimes you do that, and then you might, we'd be the first to say we're a bit naive at, you know, leaving the door open. I think Scott Parker's got us a bit more resilient. And I, I've been so comfortable in a few games now. I just don't think we look like conceding. And that is, that's not something I would put down to Bournemouth teams of, you know, of the recent past, to be honest. So um, it's a nice quality to have. But yeah, we knew what they were about, but we looked from, you know, and it was, like you say, early on they were showing that, but we looked like we could step up to the test. And I, for the first time in a long time, I feel like we can cope with them balls in the box more than we ever have, to be honest. Yeah, and we started to create chances fairly quickly. I mean, Cardiff were trying their best with their overlapping wingers, but weren't getting much success. Just down to the work rate of people like Adam Smith, who I thought had a really good game, but also it goes without saying that Jordan Zamora is always going to have a good performance for the Cherries. And once again, he got forward at, at times, I'm sure we'll come on to it. In fact, all of the defenders probably deserve a bit of a nod, not least Lloyd Kelly, actually. And his distribution has been the bone of contention for a few Cherries fans, I've got to say, over the past few weeks. But every so often, he puts in a magical ball and there was one that he played to Jaden Anthony Jeff and it 
it was lofted like and weighted really nice and it fell into the path of Anthony. And, you know, you're looking at him approaching the keeper one-on-one and, you, and you're thinking, can you get a touch over it? Chose not to, chose to go round and then fire in a low, a low cross with his left foot, which was cleared. But that, that was a good chance for us. It was a really good chance. You think side foot, right foot, side foot over the keeper, mm. that, could be, that could be a goal. But uh, typically if I try that, it normally ends up going for a throw-in. So I can understand why he took, took it round him. He then could have pulled it back, I think, probably rather than just uh, sort of just squared it without really looking. But um, hey, you know, it it was it was a close run thing, and Lloyd Kelly uh, can play that sort of magical ball. Um, there were a few times, in fact, probably the most dangerous we made Cardiff look was when we we were mucking about with it and gave the ball away cheaply in the back. Uh, Lloyd Kelly ball, was yeah. guilty of that. Travers was guilty of that, mm. and and I think. Um, there's a sort of balance between composure and playing the short pass and hitting that long ball, which he's got. He's got them both in his locker. He can do. He can do both. So it was great to see. Could have scored. Should have scored. Maybe, but you know, we didn't. Yeah, as you can see on that picture, it was Christie that was bundling through on goal, but it was cleared. If he just held it up once he'd rounded the keeper, there was Dom Solanke. I think Philip Billing was in there too. They were crying out for it. But Tom, like Jeff says, it's actually quite nice to mix it up because you, sometimes you're thinking that AFC Bournemouth are going to play a particular way. But then surely those kind of balls must surprise you when they're pinging in balls over the top. Almost almost Route 1-esque, you could say. Yeah, I think it's um, it's not, it's definitely, like you say, it's nice to mix it up, you know, keep them guessing and things like that. And Lloyd Kelly will only learn from Gary Kerr. He does that quite well. He'll play it short, but occasionally if he needs to you know, clear his lines or go a bit more direct, he will. Um, I think Lloyd sometimes can come across a bit casual mm. and he's, yeah. you know, and he kind of just, he looks a bit, a bit chilled sometimes and you think, so it makes it look worse, but yeah, it's a, a good ball. And when you've got pace like that in Jane Nanty, you can do that. You can go a bit more direct and spin the fullbacks, go, go on, let's, let's turn the fullbacks and let our, you know, our pacey wiggers have a run at them. So, um, yeah, I like that we mix it up now and again. I mean, we've said it before previously, haven't we? We've like Ben Pearson, he'll drop deep and get the ball, but occasionally he'll spray it rather than just going short. And Lerma can do that as well. So, yeah, good to keep him guessing. And yeah, we it's yeah we like to play out from the back, but we 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 can turn it on as well. We can we can go long. You know, I think we've got a, a lot a lot more armory. You know, than than just playing from the back now. Do you know what I mean? We've we've got a bit a lot of bits and bobs. So it's um keeps him guessing, like I say. And we're creating options from numerous situations, Jeff. I think that there was a throw in on the left-hand side. I think it was a throw. And Jordan Zamora had it, and he played it through to Anthony. And I've noticed so many times now, we're playing these throw-ins. We're throwing it into the path of the run of our player that was basically had a big area in front of him. And he played it to Anthony. He kind of got intercepted, but the ball fell to Dom, who then played in Christie on on that right-hand side. And at that point, you know, the defender's guessing, what's he going to do? Is he going to cut uh, you know, back onto his left or is he going to go to the byline and whip it in with his right? However, he came back and stung the keeper's hands, but good chances. I think he had a chance a bit later on that was palmed wide as well, Jeff. So in terms of Christie, some promising signs, because up until now, we haven't we haven't seen loads of him. But um, I thought I thought that was a good showing from him. He's got a good left foot, mm. and I think when when you talk to Celtic fans, uh, they say that he likes to shoot a lot. I think they were slightly more derogatory about the quality of his shooting um, when he's come to join us. But actually, I, th- I think it's good that we we take more shots, mm. and yeah. um, he's he's partly responsible for that. You know, sometimes we can sort of slow it down when it goes out to that 
that wing, either wing, in fact, last season. We we just sort of hold the ball up and try and score perfect goals all the time. Mm. Um, but I'm happy for there to be more shots. I thought Christie's got a decent dig on him. Unlucky mm. not to hit the target yesterday. And uh, but he's also got great energy. I think he's he's you know he's a there's something about him that's um, how can I put it? He's got a bit of a nasty side to his game as well, you know, and and that's good to have in the team. I think that's probably why he got selected over Brooks. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And we weren't sort of peppering them. We weren't peppering them, but we were just sort of creating chances every so often, but we were just controlling it. And in between, all, this is why I thought it was ponderous. And afterwards, when I came out onto my matchday vlog, I sort of, I came away disappointed after the first half because we had a lot of the ball, but it felt like we didn't do much with it. But we were just really measured and we just picked our moments. And there was another moment, I think, and this is testament to whatever Scott Parker's done with regards to making sure that we win the second balls even more. I don't know if there are any stats, but it seems like we win more with the second ball. And there, there was just this kind of ball pumped forward by Gary Cahill. And it was cleared only as far as like Philip Billing, who took a touch. He had to sort of pluck it out of the sky a little bit. And then he pulled in, put in Jeff Lerma to his right, who took a touch. And then he he fired it across goal. And, you know, Jeff's, I don't think he's the most natural person sometimes to shoot outside the box and I say that you know in some ways it's ironic given his worldy against Crystal Palace in that 5-3 game like one of the best goals we've ever seen however nine times out of ten we know where it's going but he's getting in those positions which I think was good but Tom unfortunately your hero could not hit the back of the net and he just he just pulled it wide yeah he just dragged it a little bit didn't he but um I was just pleased for it not to go over the bar I think most of the <laughs> do but yeah, I remember he started last season, didn't he, when he was a little bit more advanced. He, I think he scored on the opening day, didn't he? Mm. He kind of rolled late, and he, sometimes he looks like he's got a really good cultured finish. The other times he probably rushes it, but it's nice to see him popping up there anyway. It gives mm. us another, another option of him popping up. And quite often he picks the right pass as well. He draws people in, so that, that was good to see. But yeah, like you say, we were... I think I probably felt similar to you because we were in control, like I say. We, we looked good. We were creating bits and bobs without being, like you say, without absolutely peppering them. But I think at the back of our heads was probably, I felt like that a little bit against Hull and we didn't, we ended up drawing the game. Mm. This time we got the goal. And that's all it matters. I think if, if we don't score that goal from Billing and we draw nil-nil, you know, it does it does make you have a different reflection on the game. But um, we can look at it now. We've won the game. So it was, you know, like I say, control the whole way through. But yeah, I think I was just a little bit worried that it was going to drift into that whole like game and kind of mm. being like, hang on to the point. But as we'll come on to, we... We didn't let let up second half and they really didn't cause any problems. What was the reaction like from people like John Williams on the radio, Jeff? Uh, I don't know if you were listening to the radio. You might have been able to hear it back. But, uh, you know, I know you did listen to Radio Solent and I, I always find it very interesting to see the way that John Williams analyses the game. Usually it's like positivity all the way. Uh, but sometimes his, his his frustration creeps out. What was what was his stance? Yeah, I, th I think I think generally the the mood was that a greater intensity and urgency was needed in that second half. Um, I think there was a feeling that, and if, you know, you obviously felt this at the game as well. We were far 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 superior technically to Cardiff. I mean, it's it's. Yeah. It's great and having a team of average height, you know, taller than Steve Hensman. But still, you've still got to be able to deliver quality balls for those guys, and they, they yeah. couldn't cross the ball onto their onto their big players anyway. So, very one-dimensional. And I think what we did really well, probably better in that second half, was was just 
play our game a bit better. You know, it, it, it felt that like there was a bit more purpose about yeah. controlling the ball, creating chances, and ultimately depriving them uh, of anything that was that, that that they could build on. And I think we did that really well in that second half. Um, some just just, I mean, it wasn't champagne football, mm. but it was very controlled. And um, I, I, I think that's. That's great. You know, sometimes it's not going to be any fun playing a team like Cardiff, uh, but we dealt with it really well and we finished finished them off, which was great. Mm. And quite often we're looking for fans to be that extra man, Tom, and it's fair to say that the Bournemouth fans were in fantastic voice. There's been a number of Cardiff fans that have been praising us over Twitter and we thought it was loud as well. I think it was 1,000, nearly 1,400 that travelled, but I don't think we stopped singing. No, we're brilliant. I think even kind of beforehand in the in the pub before they were kind of saying Plymouth, like, there's so many of you here mm. you know obviously we brought up a, a good crowd but yeah atmosphere was brilliant in that way and and we didn't stop and I think that happens when you enjoy like we said when you're enjoying what you're seeing and you can see what the players are giving mm. it it really just makes you you know want to you know want to cheer them on even more so yeah it was really good atmosphere and then obviously we end up getting the lead and we just kept going and going and yes Great to be back in them away ends mate to be honest so um mm. yeah love it again I said uh, on Twitter this morning Jeff that there seems to be a synergy between the players and the fans that we've not experienced for some time. Now, obviously that goes without saying in terms of COVID, but even when we were allowed to go back, it just, it, it didn't, it didn't quite feel the same towards the end of the Eddie Howe era. It didn't feel like there was that, but it does feel like there's that now. Do you get that impression? Yeah, there's a completely different shape to the team, you know, different personnel. And how many of, how many of those players that played yesterday, what is it? Adam Smith, Jeff Lerma, Phil Billing. Mm. That's it, really, isn't it? From that team yesterday that yeah. played. And um, I think a lot of the players who have left, probably more uh, individuals, let's say, maybe cared more about their careers than the club. I mean, that's probably a bit cheap to say that, but because a lot of players care about their careers, right? Mm. Um, and they're right to do so. But you know what I mean? It's people like Josh King moving on, people like, Arnie moving on, they were very much individuals, um, very talented individuals, but it feels like there's a there's a team here that wants to achieve, that wants to succeed, and they feel part of the club, part of the fans are part of that too. And you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but we're all in it together, which is which is what the Eddie philosophy was built on years ago. And it feels like that's come back and we're we're all buying into it. We love it. The players love it. The coaches love it. Just got to keep it going. And um, I'm, I'm really, really optimistic about the the, the season ahead. Mm. But um, banana skins away every every turn in the championship. So, you know, who's to say next away game is Peterborough? You think we've got to win that, right? But, you know, we could easily come a cropper. And I'd, yeah. I'd hate for that to happen. Yeah, they completely agree. So a lot of people, Tom, have been asking from those who have viewed the vlog, why were we so late getting up into the stands? And I'm not I'm not really sure why that was myself, really. I mean, sometimes 15 minutes isn't isn't long enough to enjoy a chat and a pint. I mean, I know that some people can down a pint in uh, 30 seconds and there's evidence of uh, someone, a certain Billy Day doing that on the vlog with a with a strongbow dark fruits, but less of that. Uh, the better uh, drink responsibly, kids. Um, however, yeah, we we were down there for quite a while, and but fortunately, we could see the game. 
And Philip Billing seemed to be in the thick of the action in the start of that second half. And he was a player that lots of people were thinking, mm, we've probably got to get him off and maybe put Brooks on because he just did look a little bit pedestrian. And you know what? There's you know there's no harm in in saying that and then uh, and then eating humble pie. There's lots of people who sort of jump up, you know, jump on people that say that and they'll like retweet with some kind of scathing remark. But you don't really need to do that because everyone in their football supporting life has made a comment about a player that's gone on to prove him wrong, even within the scope of a 90 minutes match. But Don was working really hard to start the second half. Uh, he, he gathered the ball on the edge of the box and put, put in Anthony and once again, Zamora with that underlapping run. And he stood the ball up to Dom Solanke, who rose like a salmon, but it was blocked. And then Phil Billing got on the end of a header an attacking header, Tom. We don't often see that. No, we don't. But, um, yeah, I think it was a weird one, isn't it, with Billing? I think he wasn't playing poorly. No, he wasn't. But I think sometimes because of the options we've got on the bench now, it makes you think, oh, maybe if we need to win the game, maybe he can come off. We can move Christie inside. We can move Brooksy on. We've got Rogers. And I think sometimes you just think, and it keeps Pearson and Lerma. Mm. I think that's what people are probably thinking. But um, he can pop up with a goal. He's, he's showing that at the moment, isn't he? Um, I thought it was in straight after half time mm. because we were still down there. Then I realised it was about 10 minutes since the second half. Well, missed a bit there. But yeah, it was nice that they had the game on, didn't they? I'm telling you now, we could hear the roar. Yeah. But um, he does seem to pop up there. He's very good at them runs. And he's, we are saying before about Don Solanke and, you know, maybe he gets criticised for his goal scoring record. But I bet Phil Binnan will say I love playing behind him because yeah. he gives me so much because he works his socks off and I could just, you know, come into them pockets. And um, he done it again. And it was Smithy surging down that right-hand side as well which I think him and Christie developed a partnership very quickly yeah. in that game. He was going when he needed to and staying when he didn't and stuff like that. So um, perfect start of the second half, mate, just what we needed. Yeah, it was. And look, yeah, so let's talk about the goal then. Because, I mean, before that, Billing had a chance where uh, Lerma quick throw, just like I said previously with Zamora and Anthony, he put in Billing, who had a swathe of, of space in front of him and he slipped whilst he shot. So the keeper had a had an easy save and it seems to be a trait of our game whereby we're looking to be a bit more creative from throw-ins which is good but let's talk about the goal then Jeff and talk us through it because you know you've probably seen it numerous times but it, it, it started with Gary Cahill at the back who who fed Adam Smith. That's right Smithy uh, brings the ball forward plays a really really sweet one-two with Christy. I mean, really good that was really an underrated good. part of the move for me that was completely yeah. underrated that. Yeah, it's just perfect weight from Christie into his path, burst through. Um, he passes across the building, and actually off the ball, you see that that Smithy gets taken out by a Cardiff yeah. defender. Uh, classic Smithy, always trying to get the free kick just in case things don't pan out. Um, and um, yeah, Phil Bill, when he when he takes it, you sort of feel, and this is what the goalkeeper must thought is he's going to try and bend that into the corner, yeah. but instead he, he reversed it in the other direction, completely caught the keeper out. And it almost rolled in. It didn't seem to be going yeah. that fast. I thought, hang on a minute, the keeper didn't even move for that. He was so he was so flat-footed because he thought it was going in the opposite direction. Um, but right in the corner, lovely finish. Actually, I thought I thought probably the header from that uh, when Solanke had his header earlier mm. was probably the easier chance for him. But mm. you know, great great goal, great finish, sweet strike. One nil. It sort of used the defenders as a screen, didn't he, Tom? Because the keeper was completely flat-footed. So I can only assume in that situation, one, it's either a deflection, but it wasn't a deflection, or two, they just can't see it. Because why didn't the keeper go for it? 
Yeah, he must have been unsighted, I think. It was, um, like you say, it was, a, it was a really nice finish. And he did kind of, he picked out that corner, didn't he? And just placed it in. It was it was a lovely finish. And I'm sure we'll come on to a chance where he really fluffed later on in the game. So mm. it's weird with Billy. Sometimes I think, what is he doing? He done one, uh, I can't remember if it was QPR or Barnsley game, where he just hammered one over the bar mm. from a decent position. You think, oh, come on. And then that finish was just so, so yeah, it's kind of a bit 50-50 where he's going to actually scuff it or... A really nice culture finish, but yeah, it was really good on that edge of the box, like I say, and well played from Smithy down the right and lovely first. And the keeper didn't, yeah, didn't even know what was happening, but like I say, amazing start of the second half. And then I felt like we could kick on from there and hopefully get the second. I love the fact that he's the first person to have scored in all three shirts. Oh, yeah, good start. Jeff, you pulled one out of the bag with that one. Also, apparently, he's that's one of the first goals we've scored from outside the box this season. Is that right? Is that right? Hang on a minute. Sort of thing, sort of think. It could well be, couldn't it? I'm trying to think. We haven't had um, many kind of like screamers ready for that, have we? It was, um, it was somewhere on Twitter that said that, and I thought, oh my goodness, I, I didn't quite know that. But apparently, you know, apparently that's a stat that people are, are focusing in on. So, you know, it's nice that, you know, players like him, we know, can always add that variation. Of course, you know, Jefferson Lerma may have had that, had that stat um, earlier in the game had he not pulled that shot wide. But like you say, that, that sort of gave us the impetus to to push on a bit and we did create more chances. Solanke had a shot that was going towards the top corner. Um, Billing uh, accepted the ball and then he managed to turn incredible feet and that sort of manufactured in the chance to move forward. And then he, he hit a shot with his left foot wide of the post, which I feel we probably should have done better with. He, he had the, he had the free kick that was saved well from the Cardiff keeper Phillips. It's all billing. And then there's a chance where he's put through and, uh, you know, I, I can't I can't explain what he did, Tom. I'm really not sure. I don't, I don't know how he kind of made that. Made like, It was like he was caught in two minds, but it was just a just kind of hit it with power, really. And yeah. I, I really thought he was going to, you know, that was job done, but he really sliced it completely, didn't he? Um, really fluffed it. But once again, it was good, good off the ball movement for Billing and a good move. And yeah, we were creating stuff and they weren't doing anything, were they, really? You always at one nil. You're always going to be nervy, especially in the crowd, and I was. And you always know they're going to put more balls in the box, but we were in control again. It's it's that word. We were in control. I felt, and it's difficult because you want to get that second goal. I'm sure Parker did as well, but you kind of it's like stick or twist a lot in there, and you don't want to be too open and let them in because you're controlling the game. You just got to keep it as it is. You've got the lead. You've got the win in the bag. Just don't throw it away. And we've done that really well, but. Yeah, looking back at it, we should have definitely got at least at least another goal. And um, Billy probably feels like he should have got a brace, definitely. He must be really happy with his boys, Jeff. He he must be looking at this unique blend of youth and experience we've got and desire and determination and a work rate that us Bournemouth fans haven't haven't seen in a long time. And God, he, Parker must be chuffed with with the options that He's got now from the bench, you know, compare that with the start of the season, but also with the players that are due to come back that have done it in the Premier League, namely Lewis Cook and Junior Stanislas. So when they're back, wow. Yeah, what a squad. What a yeah. squad we have got. Mick McCarthy actually said that we will finish top two. And he said yeah. his, his view was that we've got the perfect championship squad, which I thought was kind of interesting because for me, it's actually, it's it's still got a lot of Premier League quality about it, this team. Yeah. Um, but I think what he means by that is actually that we can do the the grafting and the dirtier side of the game that you need to do in the championship, as well as have all that talent to be able to create goals from nothing when when teams really defend deep on you. And and Cardiff clearly set out to frustrate us, but 
we still had 16 efforts on goal, which is pretty, you know, pretty good in, in against a low block sort of side, I think. Yeah, Cardiff, I think uh, Collins had a had a header over the bar, I think. That was the nearest they came. I think, uh, you know, Flint uh, managed to go close. That, that either came off the bar or off Travers, but as it happened, it was offside anyway. But even throughout those chances as well, we were, we were creating things. Anthony was on the right-hand side and uh, he, he, he crossed for Solanke, who was kind of on the spin, but Solanke pulled it wide. And really, you, you sort of go away... Tom and I, I hate being glass half full because you know because I love being like re- really positive. A team that would have slightly more threat might have might have punished us. So we need to we need to start making these wins more convincing, eh? Yeah, maybe. But then I think you can um, spin that the other way and say beforehand we all say Cardiff away. Not many teams would go there and win. And, yeah. and let's let's look at the fact that they literally cause us no problems. So. Yeah, you could say a, a better team, but then are oh, Cardiff a bad team? I don't think so. I just think we made them look very ordinary, mm. um, and they, they they had no you know they had no plan really, apart from just chucking things in the box, which normally historically has always caused us problems. But as much as the centre halves, I also think Travis deserves credit. He, he suddenly looks a lot more commanding. I feel confident with him. Balls coming in the box now. He come and claim things. So yeah, I think it's um, I said so. We all would have taken a one 0 at Cardiff. Um, before the game, and I think, like Jeff said, 16 shots. We we had our chances to to get a few more as well. But um, weird, exactly what Jeff said. The blend is is brilliant. Is I look at us and think we can score. We've got creative players on the bench now. People, I mean, forget you know, Marcondes. Don't know when the last time he played was. He started all right, and mm. Brooks didn't get on. We ain't got Stanislas available. Yeah, you know, we got some really good players going forward. But we can we can go and you know scrap the teams if we need to. We've got Jefferson Lerma. We've got Ben Pearson. We've got Gary Cale. You know, we could do both parts of the game now, I think. And um, we win 1-0, but I could see us winning 4-3. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We've um, got a nice blend at the moment. So, yeah, 1-0's away from home in this league. We saw, we only saw yesterday, Fulham losing at home to Reading. You know, some of the results yesterday, I think um, mm. Stoke dropped points. So they all dropped points, didn't they? Do you think, like we mentioned earlier, we can't get carried away because otherwise we'll go, oh, we've got Luton and Peterborough, six points. But, you know, that's that's not how it works in the championship. So yeah. if you go away from home to a place like Cardiff, keep a clean sheet and get a win, just take it and be happy. Look at look at those fixtures last season, mm. right? The last three, Barnsley at home, QPR at home, Cardiff away. We got two points last season from that. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And for those on the audio podcast, they're probably thinking, what are you doing? A bit, here we go. So Bournemouth, yeah, top of the league, two points clear of Fulham in second place. And as some of those results were coming through yesterday, Tom, I was thinking, God, this, you know, all all this division needs is just one team to put together a, a, you know, a half consistent run of games. And then, you know, you can be top two and it shows, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll just look at that league table. You can see Derby at 12. I mean, I know they're going to get a point to that. When did that happen? <laughs> um, it's, it's crazy. And, and QPR were unbeaten. And now they've lost two on the spin and suddenly they're eighth. You know, it, it, it changes all the time. And like you say, one team gets a run together and, and you're laughing. I always say that at the start of the season, there's 24 teams. I reckon 18 at least think they could get top six. Mm, yeah. And that, that's why it's so competitive. I think there's... There's so many teams that think, oh, if we go on a run, we can get top six. And, you know, we've. if I look at our last five games, I would, on paper, 
the two easiest are probably Blackpool and Hull, mm. and they were the only two who didn't win. It's that's just the way it goes, and that's why I think Scott Parker will be telling them, you know, two big games now. You know, it's Peterborough and, and Luton, there won't be no mugs, no one will be in this league. Mm. So, but yeah, any sort of consistency like we've done, we won three on the bounce, and suddenly we're two points clear a second. That's what happens. I think Fulham have got a really good Premier League quality squad, but where I think they're vulnerable, and you've seen it in two of the last three games that they've lost, is that the manager hasn't got real championship experience. So Silva, I think, is is a decent coach, but I just don't think that his team is necessarily infused with that kind of every game is going to be a battle kind of mm. attitude. And I think you do need that in the championship. You know, you can have all the quality you like, but you can go to Blackpool and come unstuck if you're, if you're not switched on, which they, they were not switched on in that game. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think West Brom, they've got, a, again, a really good squad, but they're playing a kind of high-intensity football. And I think teams have almost figured out how to play against them. And you've seen it with the last few games with them. They've had a few draws. You know, it's it's been a struggle for them. So I, I feel in a good place with our squad. I think we're well-balanced for this league. Mm. We're up. That's it. <laughs> okay. not, not going that far. Yeah. Okay. September 19th. There we go. Get the match of the day theme tune on. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna juxtapose two thoughts together here. First of which being, do you remember at the start of the season we were talking about Gavin Kilkenny and the fact that he's irreplaceable. He's absolutely incredible. He he has to start in that position. And now we're talking about like maybe he needs a loan out. But the reason for that is a certain player came in yesterday that we've barely mentioned so far, Tom, that for many fans who we were chatting to afterwards were saying he's our man of the match. Yeah, Ben Pearson was was sensational at what he, he's so good at what he does. Mm. But very mm. clever from Scott Parker to he obviously looked at the QPR game and thought, no, we can we can get at these. We're at home, you know, and, and Pearson will be more suited to this type of game. And, you know, he I think the, that that should be talked about as well. The the tactics and the, the game management of the subs are always seem to be bang on for Parker, to be honest. But um, yeah, go to Pearson. He was like we mentioned uh, a little bit earlier. With it's all right to win the first balls. You know, Kale and Kelly were brilliant at that. But you got to pick up the seconds. And Lerma did it well as well. But Pearson was just everything he done was just superb. He breaks up the game so well. But he also uses the ball so well. Rarely gives it away. But yeah, his off the ball stuff is is brilliant and. You know, Billing gets the winner, and a lot of that's down to the the shield that he had behind him in in Lerma and, and Pearson. I know Pierce uh, Lerma pushed on a little bit more to give us more energy, but Pierce, I just love what he brings. I love what he brings. But you also know that a few home games where maybe you can have more of the ball, you can maybe you know leave him out, and you know you've got players to chuck in. But I think away from home, especially, you've got to have a player like Pearson in, in front of that bat for us. So important, and yeah, in that role, we've got so many options. And uh, Lewis Cook's back in training as well, so. Yeah, it's 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 mad, but yeah, I love ben, what Ben Pierce did yesterday. I think online it looked like Kale got it, which you can't argue with mm. in terms of the match. But Pearson was was, was close with with Kale for me. Mm. I think there's a number of players that that, that that probably deserve a mention. The fans deserve a mention. We've we spoke about that already. But Jeff, just just being back at football. I mean, you experienced it on Tuesday night, and that was a that was an incredible atmosphere again on Saturday. Unbelievable. Just what does it mean to you to be back at matches, like, you know, cheering on the boys? It's, I mean, it goes without saying, and this is like stupid question of the year award goes to me, but it's so much better than watching live streams, isn't it? 
Totally exhilarating it was uh, the other night. I mean, the the atmosphere yesterday was incredible. Just mm. just listening to it, I mean, I, I kept thinking to myself, are the Cardiff fans not singing at all? Because all you could yeah. hear were the Bournemouth fans all through the game. It was just amazing, and um, and I think that that excitement level is brilliant. I mean, I, mm. our fans. Um, I think I think to sing from start to finish in the game, we, it was the same on Tuesday night. You know that stadium was rocking on yeah. Tuesday night. We are well up for it, and and sometimes there is a bit of a disconnect. You talked about it earlier between the fans and the team, but this year it feels like we're we're one hundred percent behind them. Everybody's loving it. We just want more of it because it is so much fun. It's real real football. If you haven't been to a game yet, what are you doing? Get out there. It's freaking brilliant. I say what was good as well, Sam. But what Jeff was saying there about because Cardiff were quiet and we quieted them. Mm. But that was another thing as well with that control. What it gives you on the pitch is they're just chucking balls in the box. Mm. It gets their crowd just they get them up for it. They go go on. They're just balls after balls and having a bit of a siege. But we didn't allow that to happen mm. because we had so much control and so much possession. We didn't once. I never thought there's like I don't know set piece after set piece and ball and that would get a crowd up for it. We never gave them any sort of, they didn't have any prolonged time of pressure. No. And that kills a crowd because they will say, I guarantee if anyone from Cardiff says, you know, their crowd was a bit quiet, Cardiff will go, well, we had nothing to cheer about. Mm. There was nothing from them. And I think we deserve a lot of credit for that because it's very difficult. I've seen it before. I always remember it was the first away game last season, Borough, where we were winning and they started putting balls in the box. And they had a few fans that day. Yeah, didn't they? 2000 and or something. Yeah. Yeah. It suddenly it gets them up for it. And it's just ball after ball. And they almost drag a, a goal in. You know what mm. I mean? And I think that's where it's easy to say we could have got a few more goals. But I think we deserve a lot of credit for how, how much control we had on that football match because, you know, their crowd, we couldn't even get their crowd into it. Mm. And uh, that's, yeah, we played a big part in that. But yeah, like Jeff said, we were, that's probably the best yesterday. I don't know what you think, Sam. We've, mm. um, that was, that was the best. This week, actually, QPR yeah. uh, home for home loudness, if you like, and um, the atmosphere yesterday, I thought, was the, was the best tour of the season so far. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think part of that is because we feel confident with the control that the team have got. We, d we didn't look as though we were threatened that much, despite all the things we were saying before the game about their height and set pieces. None of that really came to fruition. And I, I feel really happy for Scott Parker. I'm I'm really always one to be maybe a bit conservative about you know giving it the big one on on Twitter. At, at, you know, Sheldon Frowder at, at like Fulham after they drop points and other teams that drop points because it's this kind of yin and yang thing that at some point it'll probably happen to us and they'll be you know like looking at us and tweeting us. So I kind of I kind of hold it in for a bit, but it is interesting that all these Fulham fans for some reason this week are no longer searching the AACB hashtag. They're no longer searching Scott Parker on the Twitter and they're not quote tweeting tweets telling us how bad Parker ball is, eh? Weird that. It is a bit odd, isn't it? But, um, I don't know what this Parker ball is all about. I mean, not I. To be honest, all I've seen is a very professional uh, group of players that, that hungry are fighting for each other, clearly are buying into what the manager's telling them. Um, and I just think... Tactically, he's getting his spot on. Substitutes, he always seems to get the substitutes right, I feel. Um, and like you say, like he doesn't he dumped play Pearson against QPR, then he brings him in, he's uh, arguably man of the match. You know, he's he's getting the best out of the squad. So I'm liking what I'm seeing. You know, it's early days, of course it is. But, you know, we've got to enjoy what we're seeing and we are, aren't we? So lucky and I'm enjoying it. 
Mm, yeah, very much so. And Tom, just a little quick word on the substitutes. We made three. Rogers came on for Christie after 80 minutes. Low for Solanke on 89. Mepham in the dying embers of the game. Um, but I mean, Low, we can't really speak much about given he didn't get much. But Rogers uh, got in a promising situation on that, you know, on that right hand side. And uh, it's hard to tell really at the moment, but um, you, you sort of wonder when they will get the minutes. Yeah, frustrating for him because his his only like start was was Norwich. He'd only been with us for like a day, and he so you can't really. But to be fair, it's a statement to show that he brought him on over Brooks, um, probably because of the pace. Maybe thought you know he'll, he'll get up and back a bit more, maybe catch him on the counter attack, um, give him something different to worry about. And Low was just he got a lovely reception. Did he? That was the loudest they were all day booing him, ex Swansea. Um, and yeah, and I, and I like the fact that he's done that in the last couple of games. He. He decides when he thinks, you know what, that's it now. They're, all they're going to do is put balls in the box. Um, let's just hang on to what we got. Bring back them on just for an extra extra body in there because they're not going to try and get in behind us. They'll just chuck stuff in. And um, it's, it's yeah, like you say, they didn't have a massive impact because we kind of got the job done and we just stayed in control. But it was nice that it didn't change the game in a negative, did it? We, we still look just as comfortable, I felt. Hi, I'm Michael Botto, making some noise for the boys on Back of the Net. If you want to support us, then we would truly appreciate it. We've had another monthly subscription coming from Carol Toller. Thanks so much, Carol. It was great to see you at the stadium yesterday. Home and away, you're never not there. Even you're one of the people at Norwich as well, I think, for that 6-0. Incredible. Loving your support and loving your support for Back of the Net as well. We haven't managed to add your name to the Legends Wall at the end of this show just yet, but we certainly appreciate it. You can also become a champ by buying a Back of the Net. In fact, you can't. They're out of stock. When they're back in, we'll let you know. Just send us a DM and we'll let you know when they're in. You can do a one-off donation via the Kofi, which is at afcbpodcast.com slash coffee and also you can do one-off youtube super chats right now on the right hand side during that live chat just press the button so jeff sum up our first eight games of the season then are you are you sort of are you getting butterflies yet or is this way too early way too early but it's yeah. better than expected Really, really, when you consider the injury crisis at the start of the season, to go out with so many young players in those first few games and to to come back with five wins, three draws, what we are now, I mean, I think I, I couldn't see that coming. I thought we'd be we'd be sort of mid upper mid table with the squad that we had available. And um, we're doing much better than that. Parker's had not much time to work with the players, but every week we seem to be getting better. They're getting um, they're getting into the way he wants them to play. I think they're performing better. And I like the way that Parker continually, after every game, says, yeah, but we've still got room to improve. And I think that's absolutely the right attitude for this squad. Keep improving. Um, we're, we're, we're not the finished article by a long way, but um, we're well on the way to a successful season. We certainly are. It's a good start, isn't it, Tom? Delighted for the youngsters. New signings seem to be settling in okay. Lots of attacking options, goals being scored across the team. And Dom chipping in with, uh, you know, some goals and some good assists as well. Do you think he's going to be that 20-goal-a-season striker this season? I think he could hit it, you know. I do think he could hit it. It'll be there or thereabouts, in my opinion. But um, I think we've got goals from elsewhere. Hopefully, Brooks, can pitch him a few more. Been in show and he can. Um, I think Christy looks like a type of player that will get a few as well. So, um yeah, we've got some good options there and we've, like, like Jeff said, it's been 
the way we started the season as well with you know the bare bones if you like the youngsters that come through a really nice blend like Mick McCarthy said yesterday for the championship so yeah good start but it only took me seven games to get butterflies when I saw Jeff in the bar that's when I got one. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of enjoying it and you just got to enjoy these moments and you know, whatever happens, it's, it's, it's nice to be back loving your team again. So uh, yeah, really, really pleased. And you know, Scott Park. What a free for all hmm? after the game. It was brilliant. Wasn't it? Great atmosphere. I saw you all see it, but it was so good. I come out of the ground and think, what is going on here? And I thought, it's back of the net. <laughs> it's back of the net. It's so weird because I start those and I just find the first person. It's It feels like doing the grid walk like Martin Brundle does for the Formula One. So he starts off and he's got his first person to chat to. And then after that, it is a free-for-all. So thankfully, there are people that are standing there. And I said, but then there was this quiet patch. I was like, do you, do you want to get involved? Do you want to get involved? I think, I, you know, I can't be editing this on the fly like in the car. I just want one clip. And then thankfully, more piled in. But then loads piled in. And it was <laughs> incredible. Absolutely loved it. Um, and uh, it just, you know, everyone's just so overjoyed being back at the football. And when your team's playing well like that as well it, it it makes it even better and you know what i'm starting to get a bit of love for the manager as well he came over and gave us a big round of applause at the end he came over to um the fans he, he hugged nearly every player and uh yeah fair play if this is what it's going to be and we and this is what's going to turn out to be this season then i for one jeff and we'll be happy yeah, I'll be very happy. I'd like to see. I'd like to see uh, Scott Parker take a picture of his wardrobe with how many of those jackets, shirts, and ties he's got lined up there. Yeah. Is, it, is it the same one every game, or has he got a whole wardrobe full? That's what I want to know. I bet he's got it. Where you open the doors, it's going to be like a soft closing door because you know, and then he's going to just open it up. It's going to be. It's going to range from like dark grey, dark grey, slightly darker, slightly darker, black at the end. He's just got. He just. He just goes. You know what? I'll have that one today. Whether it's a cardi, whether it's a jump, you know, whatever it is, or a suit, or waistcoat, whatever, I'm sure he does. But hey, he looks stylish, doesn't he? he he's very stylish, loving his work, and uh, keep it up, keep it up, Scotty. You're doing a great job. Scott E. Parker is having a, a party. Bring your chinos and your cardi. Uh, <laughs> that chart nearly started to get going. But that super, uh, that super Scott E. Parker one, we're going to win the league, Tom. And, uh, you know, there's a few new chants that are starting to evolve now, which is quite nice. We're, we're a club that's slowly emerging from Eddie's shadow. Although I noticed there was a little bit of a, a tribute to Eddie during the last game as well. Eddie had a dream. But you know what? That's okay to do because, you know, uh, you know Liverpool always sing about, like, Bill Shankly and stuff, you know. So why not? We can sing about Eddie, right? Who's Eddie? Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's great. Like I said, we had so many chances of Eddie, and didn't we? Before mm. I don't know how we're going to cope without him, but um, yeah, no, we've got some good new chance going. It's good, and the like I say, fans getting back always helps, doesn't it? You can get get a feel for it, and then the chant gets going. It's great. I was trying the one Scottish Ryan for Ryan Christie. I think we need to get that going, um, just so he knows that he's the only Scottish Ryan about. And but yeah, the good ones going. Zamora, I love it. Zamora's got a chart now. He's loving it, and he. Yeah. And now, uh, yeah, it's great to see. But yeah, long may it continue, mate. Long may it continue. Loved it. Love the away day, and thanks uh, very much, Tom, for being on the second look tonight. Really appreciate it. Cheers, boss. And thank you, Mr. Hayward, as well. Loving your company. Cheers, guys. Thank you. There you go then. Cherries are top of the league and it doesn't feel too bad, 
does it. Look, we're not getting too giddy yet. Do you remember this time last season, everyone was looking at Reading and their fans were giving it the biggins on Twitter. Look what happened to them. We don't want to fall into the same trap. But we've got promise. We've got players coming back from injury. We're finding our rhythm and we're beating teams, apart from Hull, apart from Blackpool, that we should be beating. So I think that's an excellent result for us and who knows where it could put us. We've got Luton and Peterborough coming up before another break by the looks of it. And then, well, we've got some real tough games coming up after that. Not least two home games on the horizon against a couple of sides who are currently in the top six. So should be really interesting to see what happens there. But anyway, until the next weekly release, remember all of our content is, of course, on YouTube. So pop to youtube.com forward slash AFCB podcast for that. But for now... You've been listening to Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Cahill forward from the back down this near right-hand side. Adam Smith does well, infield. He's towards the edge of the D now, he's got Billing to his left. Here is Phil Billing. Billing shoots, in finds the bottom corner! Phil Billing, from outside the 18-yard area, picks his spot and puts Bournemouth in front away at Cardiff, 1-0. Podcast Network.